0: Welcome to Evan Makovsky's Business Podcast. I am yours truly, Evan Makovsky, and it is my pleasure to have an interesting, inspiring guest today, and that is speaker, author, coach, Joe Navara. He's accomplished a lot and has many unique stories to share, so we're gonna hop right in with Joe right now. Joe, it's a pleasure to have you here please tell
1: us what you do. Well, first of all, thank you so much, Evan. I really appreciate this opportunity to be on your show. I mean, that's kind of a loaded question. What do I do? I mean, I do a lot of things. I am a speaker, I'm a business coach, and then I'm the author of three different books all based around business and sales. But my, my tar- what I'm focused on when I'm speaking uh, is trying to help people around business networking, around referral relationships, mindset, sales, prospecting, all types of areas that will help a small business owner, a sales professional, or even a CEO be able to, uh, to move to the- their business to that next level
0: have you always been a speaker and a coach or is this something that at some point in your life that just kind of popped for you how did it happen
1: so i was in the printing industry for almost 30 years i was also you know for a small period while i was in the printing industry i, I did a, a breakaway for a while and sold real estate in uh, brooklyn new york for a while and i could tell from your Accent that you're definitely from up north somewhere. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm
0: from New York originally, Manhattan, if you want the truth. But okay, uh, cool. cool.
1: Continue on. Yeah. So, and so I was, I sold real estate in Brooklyn for about five or so years. But even when I was, when I sold real estate, I still, you know, I'm a person that's always, my mindset is we should always have multiple streams of income because you never know when one thing is going to. Kind of lag behind. So I would, I had the, still had my hands and feet in the printing industry. But uh, I, I, around nine years ago, I had a printing company that I was shutting down and was trying to figure out what it was that I wanted to do when I grow up. And uh, I was watching a professional speaker one day and I said, you know what, I could do what that guy's doing. Now, The thing that, because he became a friend of mine, he actually became a mentor. And what I had thought at the time was that he was actually getting paid to speak. But what he was doing was he was using his speaking to as a funnel for business. And uh, which technically he was getting paid to speak. It was just that the payment would come down the road. It wasn't right then and there. And so that's how I got into the speaking business. I went home that day, started doing some research on what it would take to become a professional speaker, got in touch with some friends who I already knew that were in the speaking business and just, you know, started following their advice over the course of the years. And uh, now I've been doing this for nine years and uh, yeah, and it's a lot of fun. So no, I haven't always done it, but once I started doing it, I, did, I found that I couldn't stop doing it because I just love it so much.
0: So like you kind of are answering this question a little bit, but you, you loved it so much. What inspired you to make such a big transition
1: well i was done with the printing industry And, and let me just say that it's still it's a great industry i was just done with it i had been in it for a long time at that point and was ready to make a change i knew i wanted to do something where i was going to help people around the areas of referral marketing relationship building within business networking Mindset. I'm very. Uh, mindset is a very big element to all of my teaching, whether it's my speaking, my books, or my coaching. I, I do a lot around mindset. What? What and about? I,
0: what about that? Just hopping in there. About if you could expound, like to give people who haven't taken your coaching a taste of some, maybe something that you would give in a coaching class about mindset. You said you do a lot around that. And I'm curious
1: as well, if you can't tell. Sure, yeah, no, that's great. What I'll do is I'll start with where it came from, why mindset became so important to me. When I was selling real estate, I was killing it. I was doing fantastic. Uh, I was on top of the world, bought a nice building in downtown Brooklyn for myself, for me and my family. Was doing really well as far as my sales were concerned. And then 9-11 happened and I watched the whole thing from the roof of my building and I did not have any kind of tools emotionally to be able to deal with that. And so instead what I did was I slowly started to lose my business a little bit at a time because my mindset was so poor I had just gone into such a depression that a, a little bit at a time I, I was losing and I started losing everything that I was building. And I was finding myself hiding out in bookstores and movie theaters and restaurants and living off of credit cards for several months. And so a couple of years later, I eventually, that's how I ended up back in the printing industry because I was like, I just needed something stable, I needed structure. So I got back into the printing industry. That's when I started to study. First was like, what the heck happened? Like, it was like, I I had a look at like, oh my God. I mean, like I was like moving a million miles an hour. And what happened that I got hit in the side of the head so hard that I couldn't uh, shake that. So I, I started to actually study Tony Robbins. And uh, I started to study folks like Tony Robbins and then, and other people that were similar to Tony Robbins, even some like recently some Brene Brown. And, and I've always been a big student of Tom Hopkins when it comes to being motivated when it comes to sales. And, but I had to look at what tools that I have in my toolbox to be able to help me to break out of a negative mindset, because it, there's always, things are going to happen, Evan. There's always going to be some recession around the corner, some disaster around the corner, whatever it is, there's always going to be something around the corner. So I had to start exercising my mindset. I had to learn that when the, the poop hits the fan, what am I going to do to make sure that I don't fall down the toilet with it? Okay, so I mean, my divorce business closing my printing business the big recession of 2008 there's been plenty of things and now we've got you know we had the we had COVID let me tell you during COVID when COVID first hit I made a uh, a declaration that I will not will not allow what happened at with 9-11 to happen to me again and so I I was determined and, I, and I've made sure that every day I was focused on doing something to, to keep my mindset positive and focused on what is the goal? What is the goal? What is the outcome I'm looking how, for? How do you I
0: do that? On? How do you do that, though, in reality when... Your job, it's COVID, and you don't know if you're going to get laid off, and you don't know if you have next month's rent, and you can be like, ooh, it's a sunny day today.
1: I'm not saying how to you, live in fantasy I'm, I'm not
0: saying to live in fantasy land either. I'm saying, though, how do you maintain a mindset? Obviously, you have to go through this no matter what, and sometimes negativity doesn't do anything except breed negativity, your stress breeds stress. Right. But what I'm saying, though, it being like, happy go lucky. and I'm not saying you're saying that's the mindset, but that bad things aren't happening in a person's life. How do you keep a positive mindset?
1: Well, yeah. So first of all, number one, yeah, you have to make a choice. You have to it's a decision that you have is to it, make. Is it
0: a choice? It's 100%, a choice. It's a choice. Like, so you
1: can not be miserable
0: that you're getting divorced if you really are.
1: That doesn't mean that you're not unhappy. There's a choice. There's a difference between being miserable and letting everything else in your life fall apart.
0: Right. Right. And right. And being right.
1: unhappy. I, you know, there, there are things that are happening in my life today that are not perfect. Yeah. However, I choose to focus on the, on what are the outcomes I want for my life. And I continue To make sure that i'm working towards that that doesn't mean that i don't reflect on the things in my life that i'm not pleased with i can't just pretend that they're not that those aren't happening however that being said i still i am constantly working on what are the things i can do to that will have a positive impact on my life so let's say we have joe smith who thinks he's going to lose his job we got the recession that could potentially Happen, and he's afraid he's going to lose his job well you know what joe don't just sit there waiting till the day you lose your job if you're concerned about that couple of things to do number one find out from your boss hey are there other things that i could be doing right now that could be uh, helpful to the company okay make yourself more valuable the more value you can offer the more important that you are, the more valuable you are. What can I do to make myself more valuable? Okay, another thing is then start being proactive. If you're concerned that the company is gonna fall, you know, uh, fold, then start working on your resume, start talking to other people, start looking around. Don't wait until everything falls apart before you take action. Action takers never stop taking action, never. So you're always 10 steps ahead. The point is here, Evan, is if you're concerned when now sometimes things happen, like let's say child gets sick, there's nothing you go or a loved one gets sick, there's nothing you can do to prevent that once it happens. But what you can do is number one is it's very important that you as the person that they're that they're uh, counting on, that you you don't want, you know, make it like where you're around them all the time, and you're down in the dumps and and uh, you want to make sure that you, that you first of all, you have to take care of yourself. It's the whole oxygen mask thing. When the, oxy, mm. when the, uh, you want to put your oxygen mask on first. So you have to take care of yourself. And a big thing for me, Evan is exercise. One of the big things that I've learned from Tony Robbins is changing your physiology. If you're feeling really crappy, then get your butt outside and go for either a walk a run, uh, do some jumping jacks, whatever it is, get your heart rate pumping because when you, when you get your blood pumping, you're getting oxygen into your body, into your brain, and, and that, it just changes your entire mood. doesn't mean, again, there are times when I come home from a run and I'm still not 100% happy, but I'll tell you this much. I feel a heck of a lot better than I did before I uh, went out for that run.
0: Joe, do you do group sessions in addition to one-on-one trainings?
1: That's a great question. So the, there is a difference in the way I do it. I prefer to coach one-on-one, okay? So that to me, I'd, I want it to be most of my coaching is one-on-one because I want everything that I'm working on with the individual to be customized, customized just for them. Now, the one of the things that I do do though with my coaching program, Growth Academy, is that we do a monthly mastermind. So that this way, everybody comes together as a community, and they bounce ideas off of each other. In regard to speaking and workshops, though, that's where I enjoy the group format. Because as a speaker, when I'm speaking, I like to get as many people as possible engaged. So I'm constantly asking questions. I'm trying to pull people in and get them involved in the conversation during uh, my presentations, because it makes, first of all, it it makes everybody more engaged. It makes them more engaged. And they're worried that I may pick them out of the audience at some point and ask them a question. So that's why people definitely want to make sure that that they're kind of paying attention, but it it makes it more fun. And so, and if I do a small workshop, you know, anywhere from like three to 10 people, then, uh, then that's just a whole different format, where then there's no choice really, but to be involved, everybody's involved and engaged. And we do plenty of those too.
0: Give me your ideal
1: coaching client. Hmm. So my ideal coaching client would be definitely is a professional, somebody that is a, it could be a small business owner, it could be a sales professional. And when I say sales professional, I'm talking, you know, somebody who's a, a high volume real estate salesperson or a a financial advisor, so that, or even a CEO that's trying to steer the ship of a, of an organization. I work with several of those, and it's. But for me, my ideal client is somebody. Number one, that they are coachable. That that's the number one aspect to any coaching client for any coach is that the person has to be coachable. Then, for me, it's somebody that's driven. They really want to move forward in their life. You know, one of the things, Evan, that I always say is I don't want to have to drag somebody across the finish line because then it's not my success. It's not their success, then it's my success. So I want to chase my clients across the finish line because they're moving so fast. They're working hard. They have their eye on the prize and they're moving towards that. Those are my ideal clients, and especially somebody that, that they have really specific outcomes that they want. The more specific the outcome, the better. But sometimes that also comes with us having to work together for a little while to, to kind of figure out what is the outcome that they're actually looking for.
0: Speaker, author, coach, Joe Navara. You can go to his website, Joe Navara, N-O-V dot and check him out, check out some of his speeches, check out some of his work. And it's a pleasure having you on. Thank you for making the
1: time. Oh, it was a lot of fun. Thank you so much, Evan.
0: And that's going to wrap things up again. Thanks again to Joe Navara. I'm Evan Makovsky. You're listening to Evan Makovsky's business podcast, and we'll see you on the next episode.